Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is AudiHD, a podcast meant to educate the masses on AudiHD in women and to educate us women on how to live a fuller life, whether clinically diagnosed or not. I'm your host, Ashley, a professional AudiHDer. For more information on autism and ADHD, feel free to visit my website at www.ashleysartofintimacy.com, where we will be getting a bit more intimate about what it's like to live with AudiHD. Now, before I forget to record and you get bored, let's crack into it. Hey everyone, and welcome back to AudiHD. Today, we will talk about my struggles to be accepted by the people in my life. Talking about this is challenging as it triggers my rejection-sensitive dysphoria. For those unfamiliar with rejection-sensitive dysphoria, it's a widespread symptom for people with ADHD and autism, among many other disorders, but it isn't a medical diagnosis. Having rejection-sensitive dysphoria basically means that your body is more likely to set off a stress response to any form of perceived or real rejection or failure. So you can imagine just how significant it can affect how I react to people not accepting my ADHD or autism. It has been hard for me over the past year to kind of come to terms with all of this. I have spent so many years of my life just existing. And now that I have a diagnosis and am on proper medication, that has actually lent me the capacity to learn about my brain seasonings. And having that capacity to learn about my brain seasonings has opened my eyes to things I sometimes wish I couldn't see. Like how it's easier for the outside world to make us the problem when we don't fit into the mold that society has built. We aren't a problem, however, We belong in this world just as much as any neurotypical does. One of the most recent incidents of people not accepting my brain seasonings happened this Thanksgiving. It was unintentional and not meant in a negative way at all. It was one of those instances where a lack of knowledge led to a different way of thinking. That didn't make it hurt any less, however. And I'm trying to remember all the conversation details, but I removed myself from the conversation early on. Yes, despite having a podcast about educating the masses on the challenges of living with ADHD, I removed myself from the conversation. Why? Because I learned to know and respect my limits. My lovely partner started this conversation, and I would have loved to be the person that gave them a firsthand account of what it's like to be a kid with ADHD. However, I had already had an autism meltdown two days before due to overstimulation. I knew I was not emotionally stable enough to take the step back needed to engage in that kind of conversation. I do want to interject here and give a little bit more description of what an autism meltdown is and how it might present. It can and certainly will look different for everyone, but this is how it presents in me. I can usually tell if I will have a meltdown that day because I become increasingly sensitive to everything around me. My noise sensitivity and rejection sensitivity are the two symptoms that present the loudest, I would say. With this particular meltdown, I started getting overwhelmed by my coworker. She is very boisterous and outgoing, loves to talk all day, and has recently taken to consistently reminding me to do activities if I leave them on our shared to-do list for too long. On my good days, I can handle these things reasonably well, and I have steps in place for when I get overwhelmed. On meltdown days, however, it doesn't matter if I take those steps, I will still have that meltdown. Every little thing feels like a personal attack, every sound is too loud, every reminder makes me feel like they are mocking me or think I'm stupid, which eventually ends in the inevitable. I have a meltdown. 
My meltdowns look like uncontrollable crying at the drop of a hat. It usually lasts 20 to 30 minutes and there's a lot of shame and embarrassment afterwards if I'm in a public place. Now, back to the Thanksgiving incident. To give a little backstory, my partner was discussing how one of the eight-year-old boys that had been present on Thanksgiving appeared to need more of a support system than they were getting. I was with the boy throughout Thanksgiving Day and watched everyone try and push his triangle self into a square hole. It was excruciating and triggering for me. Having been through a similar experience as a kid, it was difficult to watch. Now, my partner and I talked about this Thanksgiving night before we went to bed, and he said he would bring it up to his family the next day. He did, and the person my partner was talking to about this got very defensive and said they shouldn't have to accommodate anyone with ADHD or autism. Again, I want to make a point to say this person did not have malicious intent with these words, but they cut deep regardless. We aren't out here asking the world to change how they do everything and make it work best for us. We are asking for accommodations to live as comfortably as the rest of the world. Let me paint this picture for you. We're all driving cars, and there's a specific way that we drive cars, right? Now, when people have physical disabilities, we don't just tell them they're a hindrance and should fix their physical disability. Instead, we make accommodations to the car they drive so they can continue thriving in this world. That is all us neurospicy people are asking those around us. We aren't trying to shirk responsibility for our actions and we aren't trying to make life harder for you we are simply asking you to help us make accommodations so we can coexist equally in a world that's not best designed for us i know this can get really hard for parents of neurospicy kids when you have to tell them repeatedly to do the same thing but we don't do it on purpose we aren't actively trying to upset you. We can and we do forget within 30 seconds. It might seem impossible for you that somebody could forget what you told them 30 seconds ago, but it is possible and it does happen. So please remember that when it comes to parenting your kids. It's difficult and it takes a lot of patience, but when that kid is told repeatedly that they're too much for the people around them, that builds a lot of shame and resentment around who they are and that can and will negatively impact the rest of their life. So with the holiday season rolling around, we've already had Thanksgiving, we've already had Halloween, and the biggest of them all is coming up. We've got Christmas and New Year's back to back here pretty quick in the next three, four weeks maybe? I think it's three. So as a person with ADHD, we are bound and determined to have at least one thing that overstimulates us this holiday season. We all would be surprised to make it through the holiday season without at least one meltdown. Having a meltdown isn't a bad thing, as most people would have us believe. It's simply our brains helping us regulate since we aren't wired the same way as the rest of the world. However, it can be very disrupting, embarrassing, and most importantly exhausting for those of us experiencing it. So, to my fellow ADHDers, here are some simple tips that I follow to help keep myself level throughout the holiday season. Number one, probably the most important one for me, since I have auditory sensitivities, is my loop earplugs. We all know how loud holiday events can be, and having the ability to dampen that for ourselves is vital. If you don't have loop earplugs, can't get them in time, or they're just too expensive, I would encourage you to get some cheap ones from Walmart. Make sure that they don't fully block out sound and just dampen it to where you can still hear conversations and have conversations with people at the dinner table. It'll just help level that sound for you and make it not so overwhelming. 
Number two, take breaks. Listen to yourself and know your limits. I know this is a hard one during the holidays and that family can make you feel guilty or you get that sense of FOMO, fear of missing out, but it's one of the more important ones as well. If you start feeling overwhelmed, take a break and find somewhere quiet to relax for 20 to 30 minutes. This can seriously be the difference between having a meltdown and not, or getting overwhelmed and not getting overwhelmed. All it takes is 20 to 30 minutes. Lastly, number three, say no. If you don't want to do something, say no. If you have hit your limit and your family's trying to push you past it because everyone else is fine, say no. You are under no obligation to say yes, even if it's family. Once again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the episode and I can't wait for you guys to hear next week's. Mm-hmm.